all set in stone now. Week 18, the last week of the regular season, has come to a close. For some teams, it was the end. For others, it is only the beginning. Welcome to the Week 18 Recap Show with Onside Punt. My name is Cad, and joining me as always is Holmy. Hey, mate. The 2023 regular season has ended. How are you feeling? I've actually got a few tears in my eyes here, Cad. You know? A bit emotional? <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit sad. We're going to say goodbye to a lot of people here. And um, the news, the headlines, they won't stop rolling through. We thought we'd, um, thought we'd have the space to talk about the results, but everyone's stealing the headlines, Cat. <laughs> well, saying goodbye does seem to be the theme of the week to what you're alluding to. And I got teary up, or a little bit teared up, a bit emotional, saying goodbye to Scott Hansen from Red Zone yesterday when yeah, he ended his he's show. He's been a good friend this year, hasn't he? He's, he is. he's just he's so super, passionate. He's, oh, he's so good too. And he's so, he's so, he loves the game so much. What a, it is, I don't, I'm sad to say goodbye to Red Zone. He's, yeah. It's been a lot of 5am's with him. And it's, uh, <laughs> you know, you've become really good friends, you know, over, over a breakfast and a little nap on the couch while you're trying to watch it, 5am games. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the sad thing is like, and, uh, you know, I'll see you again in September. <laughs> September? You're kidding me! I can't watch That's a full a full week of football till September. I've got a full winter to get through. Yeah, I know. At least you've <laughs> no, got the no, AFL. No. I, like, I, I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do with myself. Well, you look like coming and go to the bummers. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. You got to sub- yeah, we'll, submit me that PowerPoint, PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. yeah, I'll get to that PowerPoint. You got a it's coming. I've got time soon. I've got time soon. <laughs> well, as expected, and as we alluded to, it's the morning after, which means in the states, while we slept. The coaching carousel has whirled into motion. And there are some big changes, homie. Let's kick off. After three seasons with a record of 7-10, and 10, Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons, has been fired. I know you've wanted this for a long time. Now the day has dawned. Do you think this can only be a positive move for the Falcons? This is the best news that could happen for them. Even shaving that moustache off couldn't save him. <laughs> it, was, it was done. It's, uh, it's just He's just a... He has not got the most out of this list, and that's his. That's the critique on this bloke. It's uh, you've got a pretty good list in a division that hasn't overly performed. They should have been up there. They should have been rivaling. Should have been top of. Should have been really leading the division that they're in. Yeah. Yeah, there was an expectation, and they didn't meet the expectation. And unfortunately, this business is cutthroat. So yeah. Well, they had a top ten pick in the draft the past three years. So they're Kyle Pitts. T. I think he was taken fourth. Drank London at 8th or 10th and then Bijan Robinson at 8th. And all the posts I'm seeing, it's like free pits, free London, free Robinson. Basically free Atlanta to get these players actually at their potential and adopted into the offense. I feel like these, like week 18 should be known as the coach killer because it's like, it's the week that everyone, you get to sign off on that coach. You're like, yep, <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone to come back next year because you're not going to be here and you, you're, you're the easiest win for me. So I'll just sign off and Arthur Smith, he's he's a confusing coach too. Like mm. he's cool. He, his play calls, his formula. But we see one week of beauty and yeah. you think, oh. A 30-point offense. The formula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And then you're like, you'll watch the next one. You know, that wasn't the formula I saw last week. What's happened? <laughs> but don't move away from it. Just improve it. That's Come exactly on. what I wrote to one of our mates. It's like one week you'll see him absolutely nail it. Be like, great, I'll just do it again. And he's like, nah. No, nah, let's leave Bijan with two receptions this time. God, what are we doing? But they do call it Black Monday. That's what I've seen in the headlines. Oh, really? Which I kind of like that, you know, it's Monday in the States there. So it's, you know, firing hour. Let's move on to the official team of Onside Punt. The Washington Commanders, 
They have parted ways with head coach Ron Rivera. We knew this team was rebuilding since GM Josh Harris came in. They were never really able to break into the later rounds of the playoffs with Ron. I think they won one division title. I think this is the right move for their franchise. This was on the cards when they traded away Mm. mid-season. And I feel like this one, you don't really, it's not calculated. It's not a concern because it's, everyone saw it. Even Ron would have been very clear that this was going to happen. I don't see it as something of concern. It's they've got to move forward. They're yeah. a new franchise, basically. Yeah, they've the rebuild all- started at the uh, the trade deadline, as you said. Yeah, and it's like you know they've got new owners now. They've got this whole opportunity to start fresh, and why not go out and get a new coach as well? Yeah, they sound like they're doing this this full. Kind of not just like we're just going to get a new quarterback and that's our rebuild. Or we're not just going to get a new head coach and that's our rebuild. There's a lot going into it from Josh Harris. They've hired Bob Myers, who was a two-time NBA executive of the year, who built the Golden State Warriors dynasty. And they're hoping that he and I believe an ex-GM from the Vikings is actually going to lead the search for a head coach here. So they're not half-assing this approach. I feel it's going to be a full rebuild at Washington. But... We do know there is one more coach that's kind of got question marks all around him, and that's Bill Belichick. It's still unknown where we are right now, and I've watched a few of the panelists this morning. They've kind of said Bill's put it in Robert Kraft, the owner's hands, where it will go. He can get out of it. Even if he is under contract, he can be fired, can be released. But he said he wants to take on the role. He wants to keep the role, sorry, as head coach of the Patriots, willing to take on some changes to do anything he can to make things different because... As it's reported, Bill has not changed the way he's coached with any team, no matter the personnel, the players, the coaches he's coaching with. We'll keep you guys up to date on that one because we just don't know when that news is going to drop or if it's going to drop at all. Yeah, that one's a curious one, isn't it? Because you've got a contracted coach and a contracted coach that isn't really saying he wants to leave. Yeah. He's, he's like he's kind of being like, you fired me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, he doesn't I'm say anything the half game. the time. I've so. been here for 20 years, yeah. <laughs> you know, 20 plus years, you fire me. It's mm. like, ooh, that's a tough one, right? It's, uh, I like what he's doing, Bill. I don't mind it, you know? Yeah, it's it's the best way to do it. Just look in control the whole time. You're like, I don't mind either way, but you have to do it. I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, uh, have you freshened up the LinkedIn? Any? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how's the resume yeah, What do we, we got now? <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six jobs available? Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. it's pretty big out there and there will be some other roles to go. These are just the big head coach ones. I wanted to ask you as well, is there any other head coach in the NFL that you'd like to see possibly move onto the carousel? Oh, there's definitely one. Let me think about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to launch it on you. Because I was kind of at the point where I'm like, I don't know if there's anyone else. Mike Vrabel, I have questions on. Like, I still respect him a lot, but I don't see the Titans moving very fast with him. Oh, no, that was actually, that was the one. I knew there was one. It was Arthur Smith, but yeah, Vabral, he's a little bit different. I just think I don't see a style with the Titans. And like, you know, they might need to freshen up. I'm not sure. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just don't think he's, I don't think they're getting the best out of their list either. Mm. But I don't think they have a list. Yeah, that's it's, that's a, it's an odd one. <laughs> it's like, is it, is it him or is it the system? Is it their drafting? They've just got no character. And it's like, We'll talk about King Henry later, but he's looked like he'll go. There was a farewell party there for a bit. And I thought, well, maybe Mike is one of those as well that should be in the conversation. <laughs> Having a bit of a victory lap. Mm, or not, not so much a victory lap, but a lap of goodbyes anyway. Well, that's the coaching news as we know it for now. Some more might come in as we're recording. We'll keep an eye on it for you. 
Uh, but keep an eye on our socials because I'm sure we'll be posting about any big news coming through. This week, though, we're going to catch you up on every result, what it means for these teams in the final week 18. But as this is the last week, homie, we thought we're going to do some gradings. You know, the teams have all submitted their win-loss records for the season. We knew what we expected. We don't know what they're giving us now. Some teams are going to get an A. Some might get an F, homie. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's, I got some, some genuine Fs in there. <laughs> the scorecard is not looking good. Uh, it is not looking good. All right, well, we're going to dive in, starting with the first game of the week. I've got the Ravens and the Steelers, and the Steelers win against the resting Ravens this week. 17 to 10 in a slow and, and quite grinding game. The Ravens resting most of their starters. Isaiah likely did play. And I think that's because of that potential return of Mark Andrews in the playoffs, a bit more likely to likely to risk him. Uh, he managed a touchdown, the only touchdown for the Ravens. More importantly, however, with this win and the other results going their way, the Steelers have clinched the playoffs, which is I guess surprising, homie. I didn't think we expected them to get to this point. I thought they would have been in the discussion all the way to the last game of the week. Uh, but they they got a bit of luck along the way and they, they yes. sort of just steal as like season. They've just got got over the line. Yeah, somehow, a- some way, they, they grind through it. The bad news for the Steelers is their star defender, who is the league sack leader now, TJ Watt, left in the third quarter with a knee injury. Pretty critical injury for the Steelers as TJ's, I think, kind of credited as leading this defense and keeping them in games this season. I think it's cut a major impact for them in the playoffs. This could have a pretty massive effect of any of their chances because I think they need every player they've got. It's hard to see the Steelers without TJ Watt. Mm. It's uh, He's the face. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I know they've developed a, a slight old offense, but it's everything. every imagery is TJ Watt, and I think it's a big one rolling into into the into the playoffs so we'll have to monitor that one very closely the thing i struggle with the steelers is because they've had so many winning seasons they need to drop down and get some draft picks yes <laughs> it's like, i i watch them and i think lose one year like go get some of that top 10 stock like stop stop sneaking around and like oh everyone's like well done he's got another winning season I'm like stop yeah, yeah. he's not been in the bottom stop. ten to pick up early draft picks for several years now almost yeah decade, right? I, I I I strangely think of it it's not a that's positive interesting it's, yeah because uh, they're skipping the rotation of the league like when you're like, like are they going to yeah. go eventually when they don't get a winning season is it just going to end up being in a pit of no players no success and then maybe they'll they'll just be dropped in for a few years who knows. Yeah, and I just sort of I look, I look at them and I just go, drop down, it's okay, lose the record and go get some players and then come right back up. Because it's, it's like, again, I'm like, I don't, like, will they have a big impact in the finals, mm. in the playoffs? I'm not sure, but we'll have to, we'll have to know, see. it's in their control. They're there. I guess they're in the dance. That's so. true. That's true. All right, what do you got up next, homie? All right, I got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. Yes, we get to say goodbye to our Chargers, and I get to leave it up to you to score their <laughs> score how they went. And I can't wait to tell you the truth. But this game was Chargers of old when the only touchdown of the game was courtesy of a Eastern Stick fumble that went to safety. Mike Edwards, who scooped and scored, running ninety-seven yards. I basically turned it off after this, but the 
they sort of crept along, kept themselves in the games with the field goals all the way, and it Chiefs will run out thirteen to twelve winners run out. That's really interesting. Run out, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably the highlight of this game was Chris Jones when he got his one point two million dollar bump here for a sack. Uh, so he got through his threshold, and uh, he was clocked at nineteen miles an hour. Yeah, big like, man, big man's going. So that was when he was celebrating. So, <laughs> so you know, you know, a big man with big money getting—it's a scary proposition there. So. <laughs> They would be definitely enjoying rolling into the playoffs, the Chiefs, as those may get through. Obviously, our charges, they're done and dusted now, Cat, and that means you're going to rate their season. So where are you putting these big bad boys? If an F- minus was possible, that's what they'd get from me. And I know it's a little harsh, but, of course, as a fan of the team, you're going to be way more brutal on your team. But Justin Herbert going out was killer, but... It was average before that. Yes, we got rid of Staley. That's great. But in the last year that we will have all these veterans on our team, we wasted our opportunity to jump on the Chiefs when they're at their weakest. Next year, we might not have Eckler. We might not have Bosa, Derwin James, and a a lot more players next year because there's big contract payments coming up. And it was just, you know, we we might be starting a whole rebuild again when we, I don't think we really had to. The big problem I have is they've loaded up a contract on Justin Herbert now. Mm-hmm. What crumbs are we going to feed out now and what team can we make from the crumbs? Yeah. And it's just, uh, I worry what they've done, but, you know, we've got a lot of time to think about it and we'll probably get to not talk about them for a while and the hat goes back in the cupboard and the jersey goes away. <laughs> because uh, uh, they got some time to think about it, Cad. Yeah, they do. And they got a coach coming in soon. We don't know who yet. With Bill safely, hopefully, staying at the Patriots, I guess that's the only positive of that is he might not come to the Chargers. But we'll see. We're moving it on to the 49ers and the Rams. The Rams took it to the Niners. Both teams resting their starters. And this was a close game, homie. And for two teams that were resting their starters, it was actually enjoyable. In the final minutes, 21 to 20, 49ers have possession of they're about to hit field goal range, lock up the game. I know that um, Carson Wentz is on the sideline. He doesn't even have his helmet on. Like, he doesn't expect that like, he's going back on the field. Sam Darnold takes a snap, last-minute defensive effort. He's sacked, coughs up the ball for a fumble. The Rams dive in it. Takeaway is given. The Rams win it 21-20 to out of nowhere. With this win, the Rams lock in their specific playoff seed and will be facing off against the Lions in the wildcard rounds which is exciting for the reasons, you know, beyond an interesting matchup because of the Stafford returning to Detroit. But Puka Nakua achieved something quite great there, homie. Yeah, the the Rams wide receiver, he's um he set a record for the rookie and he's broken a 1960 record he had. Pretty incredible. So the marker was that he would have to break uh, Bill Grawman's mm. um, receiving record, 1,473 receiving yards. And Nakua, he passed that. So he got 1486, breaking that record. He also took another one as well. So it was the rookie receiving uh, receptions. So the previous record was Jalen Waddle, 104 receptions back in 2021. Uh, he broke that as well, getting his 105th. So an incredible season by Puka Nakua. He's uh, got to be in the got to be rookie of the year sort oh, of discussions it, it kind of has easily to yeah like if that if they're not biasly giving that to a quarterback maybe like cj surely he's up there i mean the only person who came close to that reception like was uh reception record was jamar chase who was still well off it and i think puka was like a fifth round pick too they found a diamond in the rough there so 
super exciting for the Rams. What have you got coming up next for us? I'm going to take us to the uh, Bengals versus the Browns. Obviously, the Browns had the luxury of resting all their key star players, and the Bengals took full advantage of this card, running out 31 to 14 winners. Now, this makes it a strange season with the Bengals actually having a winning season and the AFC North, all of them finishing with a winning record cut. Yeah, first time since 1935, as people are reporting. Incredible achievement for the Bengals, who didn't have the easiest road. Joe Burrow, when he did start, wasn't great. It kind of took a little bit to get to form, and then he went out for the season. They found a quarterback, and they actually managed to pull this off. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked and surprised for them. Unfortunately, they are still fourth in their division. Yeah, they obviously were still the bottom of the list, and I think it was actually... It's another year where we've had a new winner for this division. I think they like to switch it up a lot. <laughs> so they like definitely mixing in, mix it up here. But where are you going to rate the Bengals season? Because obviously we, you know, he noted Joe Burrow goes out, but they didn't get a great start either when he was on the field. It's been a really, really messy year for the, for the Bengals. I think considering everything they've gone through, I'm going to go give it a B because the winning season is one thing, but a nine and eight record is, is great. And I think, in their division, it's tough. They didn't beat any of their divisional rivalries until this game, and the Browns weren't even playing their starters. Still going to give them a B for the effort there. I think well done, but obviously not good enough this season. I think they'll welcome the off season. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it's been a it's been a slow kill, hasn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, is. since week one almost. Yeah, for sure. Well, talking about slow kills, I'm going to take <laughs> us to the snow game. It was a slow game, and it might be bye bye, Bill, but we had a game here. It basically felt like it was a farewell to the legend, but you couldn't see him because everyone was covered up to the max. All you could see was two eyes peeping out as the game slipped away from the New England Patriots. The Jets went in here 17 to 13. Bryce Hall was the highlight of this game. I think he ran for over 140 yards and he was he's sort of he's one spruiking that he's gonna he's coming back for bigger and better next year. So he's one to watch out there. But we obviously we've said farewell to both of these teams. You've wrote them both eulogies. I guess you better give them a score now quickly <laughs> because it's. Uh... I'm gonna give the Jets a a D, and the only reason they don't get an F is because they plan their whole season around a quarterback that lasted four seconds. And I'll give them the slightest bit of credit for that. Uh, the Patriots, on the other hand, I'm gonna give them an F because they came in with the same. Team and attitude pretty much that they had last year. They picked up some Packers players and couldn't really put much together. Switching quarterbacks did nothing. They didn't really switch anything beyond that. I think the D's fair for the Jets because they've actually, they've also out of this game broke a 15-game losing streak to the New England Patriots. So yes. <laughs> they a little show, credit. A little bit of credit there and I think it's deserved. But uh, goodbye to these two teams because you've had a season oh, and a half, you two. Please, please just do something exciting next year. <laughs> Not in the postseason or the preseason. Do something in the season, Jets, specifically. I'm talking to you. Moving it on. Playing for a potential head coaching role. Antonio Pierce's Raiders took it to the Broncos for their last game of the year, winning 27-14. to Ending the Broncos' year with a losing season. Keeping that disappointing streak alive, I think, since 2016. Now, these teams weren't playing for anything beyond tiniest bit of pride, homie. So... Let's move on to their marks. I know we are pretty much disappointed with the entire AFC West this year, but can you start me off with the Raiders? I actually give the Raiders a C. I think they've, because since they fired their coach, they've 
I've enjoyed them ever since. Yeah, so, they're a team that's not playing for anything, but still are interesting, right? They sort of leave the season with interest. Like I'm like, okay, I can I can see you coming back now. Like, come on, I, I like this. Yeah. I like this a lot. So I'm a lot more fair on the Raiders. I think you know, a lot of upside here, but the Broncos, ooh. <laughs> It gave us a little weird hope in the middle of the season. And then you've gone and named Russell as, you know, we're going to get rid of you. And everything from since that moment has just gone completely downhill again. And they're going for an F. I was going to give them like a D possibly because out of all the hype we're getting it. And, and remember all that trash talk that Sean Payton had at the start of the season? Yeah. That um, like, And they, they, they did have that brief little streak where they started getting good and we're like, oh, okay, okay. And then what do they do as a result of that? They bench Russell. Like, no, nah, I'm not about it. Yeah, they walk out of this season way worse than they entered it, and that was pretty bad. <laughs> they, I, I don't know. It's like their internal chats at the moment must be horrendous because they. I, lo- I love this sort of. If you try and go back to the headlines, yeah, like you said before the season, and like the, the narrative around like the coaches before me are horrible, mm. and it's like. Mm. Yeah, okay. you still didn't get a winning season there, Sean. I don't think yeah, he cares, you, but still. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if your players want to play for you. So <laughs> it's, uh, that's the worst place to be. They might have to clean house if they're looking to something fresh, but the Broncos, yeah, yeah, for you, get an F from me. Ooh. <laughs> All right, moving on to the Seahawks versus Cardinals and the Battle of the Birds put on a show in the late window while the Seahawks fought back for a 21-20 victory over the Cards. Winning was the first step. However, the result of the Packers game meant that they missed out on the playoffs this year, ending their season 9-8. and eight. The Cardinals played the, a great game, honestly. I, I haven't enjoyed a Cardinals game more than this one, I think. Their victory, though, kind of fell apart, homie, due to field goal kicker Mac Prater who missed one field goal earlier in the game, so they would have had three points if you got that one. And then the game lined up to that final field goal. You know, the exclamation mark, as Justin Tucker calls it, to kick it through for the win. And he misses it in the exact same way he missed the first one, wide right. Seahawks lucky to sag, uh, snag this one. Yeah, this, this is the Seahawks season though, isn't it? Like it's, <laughs> it? It's a close game. It goes their way, probably probably a little bit different because it went their way. Yeah. They've had the one where it's gone the other way. Two teams here that you just sort of end the season and you're like, the Seahawks, well done because you had a chance of making the playoffs and you won. So you did your job, but mm. obviously things didn't go their way. I just find these two teams, which way are you going to go in 2024? Right, there is a lot of intrigue for me on these two teams. We've already got a bit of chat. Even Pete Carroll is potentially one that, comes towards the carousel potentially yeah we've, we've put up some reels on on tiktok about our thoughts on the seahawks and that was some of the comments we got was is talking about the coaching there it's quite interesting not necessarily the quarterback gino so it is a conversation that's out there in the seahawks world and the other one here is like jonathan gannon they're, they're doubling down on kyla murray's their man and it's like is he? Because you got a you got a pretty high draft pick. Do you sure you want to lock him down? It's yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the Bears debate going on right now with Justin Fields. But I'd give a little bit more credit to Justin Fields. But we'll I don't know. It's it's all cooking over here. We could have a very exciting postseason with both these teams. Let's start with the Cardinals then, ending their season four and thirteen. What are you going to give him? This is a hard one because my expectation was so low to start with. <laughs> so it's like, it's oh, do you get more if my expectation was really low? Can I bump you up to a, can I give you a 
C? No, it can't. Oh, oh. You're getting a D. You're getting a D. No, it doesn't matter. You're four. What was it? Four and... 13, yeah. Four and 13. It doesn't matter. Even though you've shown me a little bit towards the end, uh, it's I, I must say that their energy has been good. I do think Jonathan Gannon is the right coach for them, but it's still not a season where I saw a lot of growth. So, and then you start talking about keeping Kyle Murray. I'm thinking you want to go up, up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't we go on to the Seahawks then? They ended their season nine and eight above the Cardinals in the NFC West. Where are you grading them? Giving them a C. Okay. But it's a C with a lot of fucking confusion. Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, that's basically where it is. We'll give them a C plus, actually. Okay. Because it, it's been a good season. It just hasn't been a great season. But is this a team that I should have expected to play playoffs? I probably did think they would. So I'd maybe a B, a B would have been a pass mark for me. Like the sort of the steel is creeping in. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're fully achieved, but watching them play, I, I don't think they have a list that is ready to play payoffs. So I'm okay that they've missed it. So can they go and develop, hopefully, push that C+, plus, get it up to a B, maybe sneak into a playoffs in the next couple of years? There could be a team on the up. All right, Cad, let me take you to Green Bay Packers versus the Bears. Mm. Now, I thought, I thought the Bears might have put up a better performance here. Uh, obviously... But I'm impressed. I'm impressed by Green Bay at the moment and Jordan Love. He's had another outstanding game. He's the first. He's done something that Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre haven't done. And he's made the playoffs in his first starting season. So he already trumped them. So good on him. So he's already breaking down walls. I think the Green Bay Packers have had an outstanding season and uh, it's going... They're pretty exciting. They're pretty exciting. You, you sort of, there could be a threat in the in the playoffs, Cad. You kind of forget that they were in a rebuild this year. Like I kind of lost sight of that. That yeah, they just got a new quarterback. They're just piecing it together after Aaron left, and they've done damn well. And Jordan has done damn well. Like his his stats are fantastic. They got into the playoffs. They are a bit of a threat when they get rolling. Just depends on who those matchups are against, I guess, in the playoffs. Yeah, so they obviously their story continues. So we're only really going to focus on the Bears now. Their season's done and dusted. Obviously, they're probably in the conversation as well. Their GM is. There's talk about him being moved on. You know, Matt Herbflus. 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 Sorry about that pronunciation. He's obviously in the conversation. Will he be around? They say he's going to be. They think he's there. But if you get a new GM, you might get a new decision maker. And then obviously Justin Fields, is he coming back in 2024? Or do they go to the draft and pick up any quarterback well, they got, like? They got so much play in this upcoming draft. It's it's incredible what they could achieve. What do you give them though for this season, McCann? Well, they didn't have Justin for so long. Uh, and we saw Tyson Bajan take in this season. Seven and 10 record. I'm going to give them a C based on the trouble they went through, I think. It wasn't great, but we did see glimpses of it later in the season. And I know you noted in one of our recaps is what could they have been if we saw Justin from the beginning? And I think it could have been much better than this 7-10 and 10 record. And, you know, the Vikings who had this trouble as well, they could have taken it to them and at least come third in the NFC North. I'm going to leave it to see. I think that's fair. That's a very good a very good teacher, Ked. Very good teacher. Just fair. Just fair. I'm stern. Yeah. Firm but fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're moving it on to the Lions who closed out the regular season 
with a solid win against the Vikings, 30-20. to 20. As we put it up on the socials, homie, when asked about resting players, Dan Campbell said, they'll get plenty of rest at the end of the season, but we had a big fear, didn't we, about injuries for any team that was pushing out starters when they'd already clinched the playoffs. It came at a cost. Sam Laporta has gone down with a potentially serious knee injury, could very much impact his eligibility to play next week in the wild cards. We don't know if they'll play in the week after that, so we don't know when Sam could possibly return. How do you think this is going to affect the Lions' offense? Massively. This is a big out. He scored 10 touchdowns for the season. He's been incredibly pivotal to their the ability to be a triple threat. You know, they've obviously... I just... I don't think they've got anyone in waiting. He's no. He was a rookie to start with. <laughs> so they haven't, got a, they haven't got someone sitting there helping them. I think it's a big factor. I don't know if it'll affect them week one or week two. Maybe they'll get there. But it's it's going to hurt them at some point. Sam has been a great option for not only... Like, there are some games where he's the star receiver, sure, but they've got Armand Rossane Brown, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. They've got enough in the passing and running game to sustain them. When those things shut down in the red zone, that's when they hit Sam. That's when he's the easy pitch pass touchdown, little dump pass they can do, and he locks it in every time. It's just such a great option that can win games for them and they can do it without him. But I think it's, you know, the Lions are a team we know struggle against big opponents. They're going to need every kind of point scorer that they can get. So hopefully we hear some good news on Sam soon. Let's go though to Minnesota. Ended their season 7-10. and 10, Obviously impacted by the loss of Kirk in, and the ability to really replace him. What are your thoughts on their year, homie, for missing the playoffs? What are you going to give him? Hard one here. If you factor in uh, the quarterback going down, you probably give him a bit more of a, a bump. Yeah. But expectations against from the start of the season, you sort of it's sort of in that D to C grade because it's it's been a fail. Mm. They've they got the best wide receiver in the game, Justin Jefferson. Crazily, he gets a thousand yards in ten games. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, he still got one. <laughs> Crazy, right? Uh, they kept us alive for a long period, a long period. And it was, this was the slowest death of them all, this one. Well, they, they excited they had, us late with Joshy Dobbs as well. And we thought, oh, maybe we're on here. The lives of the Vikings this year has been, it's been a roller coaster of emotion. I'm going to give them a D. I just think they've just not have, they have not achieved. They gave us a little bit of false hope, but they really have not put a season in. They've got to really start to think about their durability moving forward because obviously has a system that doesn't really stack up if they get key injuries. So they yeah. might have to really look in deep in the offseason. It's a big question around Kirk. You know, there's some big money coming up for him. He's older, he's injured. Do you spend it on him? Where do you go from here? So it will be an interesting one to look out for. But now we're going to move on to the division clinches from week 18. All right, starting in the AFC East, in a tight matchup that switched leaders multiple times, the Bills won over the Dolphins 21-14, to securing the AFC East division title for the fourth time in a row for the Bills. Both teams, of course, still going through to the playoffs. However, Buffalo will, with this win, secure the home ground advantage in the wildcard games, something the Dolphins will sorely miss. The Bills focused on their passing game this week. Khalil Shakir led the receiver stats. But we did actually see Stefan Diggs collect some yards this week. 87 for 7 receptions. Which I was 
you know, finally, show me something, homie, that they're going to use him going into the playoffs. I said it. You know, they were trolling <laughs> us there. But how rogue was Allen? Oh, oh my God. He was out of control. This first half of this game, even into the third, I thought the Bills were done. I, I didn't think, you know, we had Miami controlling the game how they wanted it. It was a run game. They were really in control. A-Chang was lighting it up. And I thought, Bills have got nothing here. And then just one moment, Cat. One moment just changed everything and the uh, Hartley's 96-yard punt return for a TD just changes everything, all the momentum. Just, yeah. And it was, uh, it was too far to come back for the Miami, but uh, it was a cr- I enjoyed this game a lot. I actually had a lot of fun. There was just some wild actions from Josh Allen with these fadeaway slingshot passes. One he slings up initially, gets intercepted. The next one doesn't go anywhere. And the next one, of course, he tries it a third time, which every coach is going, what are you doing? Every fan, you and I, what are you doing? Of course, it gets snagged. And it goes all the way down to the 10-yard zone, just nearly to the end zone. He's a wild man, and you can't, can't tame this Josh Allen fella. But the Dolphins, they had significantly less yards offensively, potentially missing Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle as they were injured this week. Have to credit both defenses here. There were big hits and great stops as well. And I, I thought these teams seemed really well matched. I thought this was a good pairing. Yeah, it was a I liked it was a it was a fun game. I think it was it was they were both well coached. Obviously, I think Miami with injuries had a disadvantage going into this game and it got a little bit worse as Andrew Van Ginkle left the game with a foot injury. Uh, he's obviously their pass rusher replacing Chubb and Phillips, who are out for the season. And it's sort of like they're just compounding those little injuries that we're sort of really hoping they could get into. But I think they were both well coached. But the Bills just obviously ran over the top of them in the end. But it was a it was a cracking game. Cracking it was. Game. It was. And because these guys are both in the playoffs, we will let you know their matchups at the end of the episode. Homie, why don't you take us over to the NFC South? Oh, Cad. <laughs> we're here. Week 18. Last time we have to talk about them. NFC South. So... Tampa, winning you're in. It's easy as that. Did they make it that easy? <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> it was an interesting game here. 9-0, Cad. Not the score I was thinking. Uh, come on, Bucks. Show us a little bit of flavor before you roll into the playoffs. It was like, and Baker was pretty, he looked pretty rough. Like he was pretty injured. He, I know he's been battling, he's been questionable, but he was... Struggling a little bit. Pretty much this game was won by the one percenters. And I'll give uh, Anton Whitfield Jr. He's basically, the Panthers are running in for a touchdown. And he's done that one percent action, knocking it out of the hands of a shark. And uh, basically, I thought an upset was on the card here. But twice, the Panthers had looked to have crossed the end zone and uh, it was taken away from them. So shout out to Anton Whitfield Jr. Because that one percenter probably got you into the into playoffs. And I know his old man's a bit angry because he, he reckons he was snubbed from the Pro Bowl. So he's really showing us uh, what, what you can do there. So for the Panthers, obviously, Sunday's game officially ended their season. Ooh, and what a campaign it's been. <laughs> They've ended with eight straight scoreless quarters. Oh. I don't know if I'd even need to ask you to score it, but I'm going to. So hey, Look, it's, it's an F, like, obviously. And as much as that goes down to the coaching, there's a lot to go with the general manager over there uh, and the performance of the team. I know that Bryce was a, a rookie and it was tough on him. I'm not going to put blame on him. It was just, it looked hard for everyone out there. F, come back to us next year. 
we want to see something better than two and fifteen. Probably could have got you to score this whole division. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> the New Orleans they took on the Falcons, and uh, this one was an important game. So if you'd won and Tampa lost, you were pretty much going into the playoffs. What happened? The Orleans Saints blew up this, the Falcons here, forty-eight to seventeen. New Orleans. What a season that could have been. <laughs> it's hard to think back on these this group, isn't it? You sort of ebb and flow with the, you know, one week we were Falcons, one week we were Saints, then Tampa, never, <laughs> never with Carolina. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the end of the game probably wrapped it up perfectly is uh, the Saints decided to get a little extra touchdown and then uh, the coaches blew up after this cut. This made me so happy and... They, they score an extra touchdown. They've already thrashed the Falcons. And then Arthur Smith blows his lid and just goes absolutely ape at the Saints coach. And I don't know, the commentators are saying, oh, you know, he's obviously mad about that. Maybe that's not the best way to do it. And the other commentator just said, it's the NFL. You do whatever the hell you want. You want to score more points, go score more points. I'm I'm with the commentator on this one. I, I hate these unwritten rules. Oh, don't don't score when we're you know it's time on the clock. No, that's what we love scoring. <laughs> like anytime you want to, and they'd say, oh, apparently the players decided. Good, good players decide that, because I'm I'm tired of this sort of you know winning formation sort of stuff. Nah, you got time on the clock. Get me an extra TD. Yeah, I love them. What respect do you have to give to the Falcons here anyway? <laughs> you have to give respect to a guy that's about to get sacked as well. That's what he should have said. <laughs> Oh, geez, the NFC South, it it just has to be better next year. It, it can't it can't be worse than this. I don't know. Another division might take the crown, but what a year. And I just, I'm so glad to say goodbye to it. Moving on to the AFC South now, homie, I'm going to start with the Colts versus Texans. And the Texans took a win and a playoff spot in this matchup, beating the Colts 23-19. to Now, we would have been happy to see either team enter the playoffs here and I have to say, though, seeing the Texans play great and seeing this rookie-led team make the cut this week, it just, I don't know, it added an extra glow. I liked the rebelness of the Colts coming through without Anthony Richardson with Gardner leading it, but the Texans coming through the playoffs this season just kind of feels right. It, it did feel right in the end. Mm. It's like, oh, this is exciting. They're an exciting list. Yeah. And that first play when CJ just put it, this is oh. a 75-yard touchdown homie's talking about to, to Nico Collins. On the very first play, just set the tone so early that we're coming here and we're not, we're not leaving without a, vi- a victory. And I just think, and you, the, you know, the coach, I've loved the coach all season. I just think well done for both teams to put themselves at that opportunity. I think they're well ahead of their development. And then... I think the Texans, I just, I just love everything they're doing. So keep it rolling and I just feel really good. The game culminated to the last play there, homie, with the Colts looking for a fresh set of downs to give them a scoring opportunity. A minute, six seconds on the clock at fourth and one. It ended with Tyler Goodson, who had a moment, as you've always well said, who wanted to crawl into a hole and just dig one into the field. He dropped a pass when he was well wide open. Some blame the pass, some blame the receiver, but a tough way to end the season. Did you think that was the right play call there? Should they have passed it? Should they have run it? It was the right play call. They just was a, it's a game of inches. Mm. It's a game of centimetres, game of millimetres. And uh, it was just a little bit off and you can't begrudge. You had a crack, you missed it. That's, That's all you can do. Yeah. Yes, you want to you rip that ground up and climb in <laughs> underneath it because 
there's a lot of moments this weekend where it was, you know, it, it was that sort of feeling. It's like, but you got to go for it, and they went for it. You can't, can't, you can't be sad that you missed it. No, I think I think that's totally fair. And I did see this really sad tweet from Tyler Goodson who said, "I'm going to go speak to my parents because I think they're the only people that love me right now." And I was like, "Oh, Tyler, why are you doing that to I us? love you, mate. <laughs> yeah, oh. I love you. Yeah, good crack, buddy. Like, I think you've, you've done so well, and it was, yeah, it was. It's it's a sport. It's you can't be perfect, can you? Yeah, no, it's, you can't at all coaches you could be perfect i expect you to be oh i'll rag you but not the players and so <laughs> there was a moment in a game it wasn't defined there was moments all throughout this game where they could have it wasn't that one moment that cost them the game absolutely well the texans did their job they won the game but something else had to happen homie for them to clinch this spot yeah so obviously they've got their they got the playoffs berth so they'll take a wild card now with this with that win but if jackson Jacksonville Jags stumble. They're, they're top of the division. Mm. Jags stumble. <laughs> this is crazy. The, the, just Jags in December were eight and three, and they had a ninety six percent ninety six percent chance of making the playoffs. A little over a month later, they're out. I just think this is crazy. I'll leave it to Doug Pierce uh, Peterson, the coach here. This is uh, today's game is our season in a nutshell, and it was because it was Trevor Lawrence overthrowing passes, not really looking to have a connection. There was moments when they should have hit players who were quite open, just out of reach. It was a game, it sort of became a farewell to Derrick Henry who just blew him up. He ran for 140 yards. He sees him went for 1,400 in scrimmage. It was messy. It was Jags. It was, and the Titans, they just love a game like this. So they just took it to him and 28 to 20. And there's your season over, Jags. Really disappointing here, Cad. Well, I forgot to give you a grading for the Colts. So why don't you go the Colts first for me and then I'll hit the Jags for you. Colts, I'm going to give them a B plus. Nice. I think they've had an outstanding season. They would have got an A if they make it to the playoffs, but they didn't quite scrape uh, scrape through, but they gave themselves every chance to and uh, brought on Colts. Jags time. Jags time. I'm going to give them a D. Honestly, I think we thought, everyone thought this is the season. We spoke of them quite highly going into it. They showed us moments where they had the potential to break into the playoffs. You know what their winning record was at that point in the season, eight and three, as you said, homie. I think they let us down. It was disappointing. They didn't have exactly the reasons. There were a few injuries as there are in any team, but it wasn't like they lost Trevor Lawrence for a long, long time. You know, we did have CJ come in and he actually covered pretty well. I'm going to give them, yeah, a D there. Titans, what do you reckon? Oh, that's a toughie. The Titans, the Tennessee Titans, they ended the season 6-11. and 11. With Ryan Tannehill in the confusion there, they did give us Mayo Boy, so maybe that's a plus just added to whatever letter grade I give them. I might just give them a, uh, a, a D plus if that even existed as a grade because it's disappointing. <laughs> they, walk into, they walk into so much uncertainty in the postseason, so let's see what that D means because mm. it could be... Might be doubtful. <laughs> All right. We're moving it on to the NFC East. Homie, can you kick us off with Giants versus the Eagles? Oh, Eagles. What are you doing to us? <laughs> it's just crazy. It was 27. It was a 24 nil at halftime. Basically, that pulled, that pulled the lever. Everyone comes off at that point. Jalen Hurts leaves. Marcus Mariado. I think even uh, Jason Kelsey came off at halftime. It was pretty much... Done and dusted for the Philly Eagles. They're going to, but gosh, they got a lot to fix up real quickly if they're going to have any impact. Obviously, they needed to win and they needed Dallas to lose to have any chance of 
being the number one in the div, they still go through as a wild card now after that loss. This end of this season has just fallen apart, hasn't it, Cad? It really makes you worry about what we're going to see in the playoffs. And I know we'll talk a lot about it in the preview, but with who they're going up against, it doesn't really matter to me who it is. They've lost to the Giants now. Um, Their loss before, I think, was it to the... Cardinals or whoever they lost to previously. Yeah, it was Cardinals. Cardinals. They can win these games. And something's fallen out of whack here and out of rhythm. We don't know what it is. A lot has to happen at the Eagles. Giants, I think, probably more surprised than anyone that they were able to win this game with the Eagles starters on the board. They have been having a lot of fun behind Brian Dable the last... The one thing they're showing us is their willingness to play for him. Mm. And it's like this season could have just gone similar vein of all the others that were down the bottom, but they've, they've shown some light. And I think um, obviously they didn't have the season they were looking for after making the playoffs last year, but they've shown us enough development to come back with a few changes, a few adjustments. They might have a quick comeback. Uh, I think uh, this, the future looks good for them. Uh, in terms of we might have seen the last of Sequan Barkley though. He, he's he's going to want another contract in 2024. Mm. He's already stated, give me 10 million range. Not sure if he's going to... So it might be the last time we see him in a Giants uniform, but a lot to happen there for the Giants in the offseason. What do you grade him, Cad? Well, the Giants, you know, last year they were in the playoffs um, and Daniel Jones, obviously we lost him early in the season. He wasn't that great when he was in. We saw even maybe a slight improvement when we saw backups come in or it stay exactly the same. For the drop that they got, I might have to give them a D as well. I'm pretty D for disappointed because... I thought, you know, they might even be able to break through it again, but they showed nothing this season like they had rhythm last year and they couldn't clock over those wins. Six and 11, just not the record. All right, you better let us know what happened for the Cowboys and uh, the official team of onside punt for their last game. The Commanders were thumped by the Cowboys, 38 to 10, assuring the NFC East title for the Cowboys and giving them the home ground advantage in the wild cards. Not a very interesting game here, homie, besides watching uh, Dak and, and C.D. Lamb connect for multiple stunning displays of offense, which they've done all season. Now, the commentator said this is the, if not one of the best duos in the league right now. I wanted to see what you thought of that because there's some other contenders that you like for passing duos, Nico Collins, C.J. Stroud. Is there anyone else that jumps out to you that's better than Dak and C.D. at this moment? It would be, I think... Goth and um, Amon St. Brown. Yep. Like they, they're they a sleeper, I think. They're, they're one of the better ones. Uh, you would have had Hertz and AJ Brown in that conversation if it wasn't for the last sort of three to if four weeks. Six, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but no, they are they are growing as, I think, what was it, nine consecutive games now? Mm. CD Lamb's had a TD. I, I, I think they should be in that conversation. They are definitely... They're definitely in the wall. They're getting them the wins as well. So when they perform, they get the W. So yeah, I, I think they are. I don't know if listeners know this, but or if we mentioned this on the show previously, but CD Lamb actually went to Mike McCarthy and had a candid conversation and said, look, I'm not trying to be a diva here, but give me the ball. Give me the option. I think I can do a lot with it. At least try me out. And credit to Mike McCarthy, he said yes, and we get to see what we've seen all season. So it is an amazing improvement. Um. I think let's end this show, I guess. We'll end this round of week 18, ending with the official team of Onside Punt, who ended their season 4-13, homie. Don't believe they won a game since we knighted them with such an honour and title. 
What grade are you giving our boys, the commanders? Oh, easy. A. <laughs> oh, F. What a fail. <laughs> every... <laughs> oh, they... It was just our... We got them at the right time, Cad. Yep. Got them bored got them at the right, right time. Where they stopped winning. Couldn't even get them a win after that. So maybe they will maybe they want to give us an F because we've, <laughs> we've put them there. Um Commanders, it's been a fun journey, but yeah. and Sam Howe, I'm not sure where you're going to end up, but it's been fun. <laughs> F for fail. F for fail. I'd give them a D at least for the effort that they knew they were giving up from the trade deadline. I'm kind of, I can respect that. They dropped for draft picks. It's good to see. But lastly, homie, I've got one more grading to give, and, and that's to you, mate. I'd love to give you an A plus for just being a good guy. Oh, you should knock that down to a B. Definitely. <laughs> well, I had B minus, but I thought, you know, you, you put in an effort today. So I'll put give you an A plus. There you go. Oh, thank you. I'll give you an A. Oh, wait, what? What where's the plus? Yeah. Oh, no, you're cutting me off with the music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, homie, I think it's time to run through who is in the playoffs for everybody now that we're coming up to the playoff bracket. You want me just to list the games here? What are we seeing? What are we doing? All right. We've got coming? Starting up on Sunday on the 14th of Jan this weekend, we've got Texans versus Browns at 8.30 a.m., which would be a great matchup. That day, Sunday at lunch, we've got Chiefs versus the Dolphins. Then we've got Bills versus the Steelers on Monday, 5 a.m. 8.30 a.m. Monday, Cowboys versus Packers. Lions versus Rams, lunch on Monday. And then finally, the wildcard round ending on Tuesday at lunchtime. Buccaneers versus the Eagles. Of course, the 49ers and the Ravens sitting out due to clinching the number one seed in their conference. Some killer matchups there, homie. I, I just, I'm so, so excited for each day of this wildcard round. I've tried to sort of get an idea of who I'm going for early. Yeah. Nah. No. No. But, yeah, but, no, it's too hard. And it's like, <laughs> so we're running Sunday to Tuesday. Is that what we're running? Yeah, we're running Sunday to Tuesday, which is great. We still get to spread out these games. And we'll get to watch full games, you know. No red zone, no clipping through games, rewatching highlights. Get to enjoy every minute of these playoffs. It's got to be a lot slower. Obviously, we're going from 32 teams down to eight. Mm-hmm. That's a big drop, but it's going to be exciting to narrow down and see these results, Kat. Well, there is one last piece of business that I think we need to attend to, Homie. For people who didn't listen last week, Homie very kindly made a bet with me that if I did win my fantasy comp in week 18 that he would partake in a very special drink, the Mayo Boy coffee, which is mayonnaise in a nice coffee. I'm happy to report, homie, that I have won this league. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh well done, Chad. Well Thank done. Thank you Go very much. Score. What'd you get? What, how many points did I get? Yeah. Uh, heaps. I absolutely. I knew from pretty much <laughs> heaps. Heaps. To be maybe honest, I should check. Uh, maybe maybe I should check. Uh, ask for a screenshot here. Maybe, <laughs> but someone claims heaps. I'm not sure if they really checked in. You just want to see that? There's the victory sign. I'm showing you on the camera now. There's the oh, win. it's got confetti. It's like a. Oh, it is like a Super Bowl. Yep. So I'm basically kind of new from when you <laughs> when you made that bet that I was pretty much going to win this, and I thought things would have to go terribly wrong. However. I don't even know the guys I'm versing, so I miss out on glory. I miss out on the bragging rights. But what I do get is to watch you enjoy a delicious coffee and mayonnaise. Well, I pay my debts. So I've got uh, I've got a uh, seriously good mayo here. Seriously good. 
out uh, Heinz. Shout and, out to uh, Heinz, yeah. Yeah, and to, just to make sure, so you don't think I've um, dodgy this, you can see the seal. Okay, it's a brand good. New I like one. this. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll take that off there. And, and what have you got? Just uh, a black coffee? I, yeah, I watched the video. It was black coffee uh-huh. with mayo, right? Yes, that is correct. So we've got a black coffee, got a little spoon in there just for the shaking up. So you're going to say when because that's the, you're the, the winner. Homies about to start pouring yeah, in the go. mayo. There it there goes. Come on. Oh, this does not look good. It's like collagulating on top like a worm. I'm going to say oh. now. When? 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 Okay. So that's, oh, a good, that's a good possible two tablespoons of mayonnaise in there. How's this it looking, gonna homie? It's not looking good. Is your Maybe. coffee hot? Uh, yeah, it's hot. Okay. It's, it's going. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's blending. All right, here we go. Tommy's now taking a sip, making dead eye contact with the camera. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> rolling. Oh. oh. Okay, I got to Yeah, I gotta have two mouthfuls. That's the rule. Two mouthfuls. Yep. There you go. Oh. I can't even see it, and I feel like oh. I can see you drinking it. Seriously bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, how does this make you feel about Will Levis now? You, you have further questions? Mayo boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was either that or eating a banana. Win your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> you get to do this to your friends. That's what happens. You're a good friend, Tommy. I appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> still, still tasting it. Yeah, uh, yeah. interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> All right, well. I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) For now, for now. All right, let's wrap up this episode. It's been a big one and a big regular season. We're so happy you guys followed along, but we'll be covering all of the playoff previews and recaps all the way up to the Super Bowl. So stay on board and uh, it's time to wrap up the show. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onside Punt. Remember, whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started on your NFL journey, we got you covered. Remember to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Onside Punt. And you can get us on the TikToks as well. Thanks, Kat. It's been great. Thanks, buddy. Excited for these playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to have another drink. Oh, no. Don't oh, sip no. it again. What are you doing? You're an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Look at <it> better. <laughs>